Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Yeah. Yo, what do you want? Beak or jaws? Feathers or fur? Sharp teeth or feet with claws? Whatever's preferred. They'll grant you all last requests to steady your nerves. Then podcast the body parts, get severed and served. Bring your weak shit where the wolf and owler. That ain't just a mistake, that's an awful howler. Both of them are known to pull up at your shows. Have the crowd witnessing the murder like they rolled in with a gang of crows. Fuck the censorship, let them see the whole thing. They stay dressed to kill, never sheep's clothing. Dark enough to turn the sun to the moon, you'll see nothing. All you hear is a huff a puff. Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning Just kidding, every word in his songs about two grown men Dressed up as a bird and a dog Oh my gosh, it's a big one Wolf and yeah. Owl podcast Wolf Yo, and Owl podcast Namaste uh, baby Tom, listen, let's get straight into it No fucking uh, around Yeah man The it's, wolf it's, it's, The wolf is a father guys The wolf is a father I have a, cup. A, I have a sweet little cup Man, it's, it's like yeah, what an amazing yeah. look. Number one, it's like I was very conscious about talking about this like before she came along, just because we've had a like a like a real like long journey to get here to the point where she she's with us, and it's been like a sort of you know uh, I mean well we're going to start off quite deep, Rom, but like mm. like almost two years ago to the day when she was born, we were told that we couldn't have children and. Yeah, that was Catherine got quite seriously ill, so we were sort of like in a position where, you know, we'd sort of all made almost made a sort of yeah, that was going to be life. And then one of the nurses that we met at the hospital at that time reached out about sort of going through surrogacy. So we sort of undenied, and obviously then COVID came in. I mean, the, the, I think that's like something as well to talk about, like. We found out that we can have children, I think, like a month before. Because I remember talking to you about it, right? And, mm. like, COVID came in literally. So you're, like, dealing with that. And then COVID comes in. And you're like, oh, shit, man. Like, you're sort of all... You know, but that actually built our, uh, the strength of our relationship. But so we started Christmas Day last last year. Last Christmas Day, we started the surrogacy journey with IVF. And, and but, you know, it's, it's been like that thing where we've been trying for kids for, for so many years. And... uh I'm also very conscious as well about not like we've been trying and we're, we're she's here and she's beautiful and it's incredible and it's an amazing thing. But I think because we've like had seven years of trying and not succeeding, I'm really conscious of not like hitting people over the head because I really there's one thing I really know is that how hard it is for so many people to to get to this point. Um, and yeah, bear with me on this podcast and we were just talking off air about this because I genuinely feel any second I could just burst into tears. Yeah. <laughs> and and listen, guys, I'm going to try and get him there if I can. <laughs> Anything for ratings with you. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> just want to clip it up, get that video out there. Keith just showing me pictures of him and Theo as a, ba- Theo as a baby. <laughs> it's <laughs> just so jo- magical. It's so magical, isn't it? Mate, it's like no joke to say, right, that everything is setting me like, set me off on the basis like I was just saying to you then that I was watching Homes Under the Hammer right mm. and there's a guy who converted a house in Lancashire and he was a very sweet bloke and very good minded soul but he uh, 
He did a lot of work for charity. He got this house completed and sold it. And he wasn't even that. I was more emotional than he was. I was yeah. generally, like, not, not, I'm not saying like a few tears, like, I'll oh, go on, mate, well done. Sobbing. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it's sleep deprivation or I'm now like, that's just me from now on. Okay, listen, I don't want to, um, I don't want to panic you. I'm not trying to panic you. It's ain't going to panic you. But I, I was saying this to you before we came. I don't, we, we had a long chat before we came onto here. So um, just assume that some of this stuff we've talked about before. But anyway, the point, uh, uh, the point I was trying to make is when you have a kid, it sort of opens up this like this new door of like getting really emotional about shit. I, I don't think I've lost it still. I, I really, really don't think I've lost it. Like so, when when we first had um, our eldest Theo, just everything. I I remember sobbing like properly sobbing to Mel Gibson in What Women Want. <laughs> and it wasn't even, I wasn't crying about the fact that I'd wasted my time watching this film. It was genuinely, I was caught up in the emotion of it. It was like, it's, and just everything sets you off, man. Like Pixar films. Oh, mate. It, it, it's over. I've been watching The American Office, right? Mm. Uh, just during the night feeds. And the adverts for the, you know, like the sort of charity donation adverts. Navigating yeah. through those, like I start watching them and I'm like, just I've got her in one arm and I'm just signing up for any like charity. You, you've 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 built six African wells since your <laughs> baby was born, haven't you? I've brought donkeys for villages. <laughs> I've actually had a statue of myself built in one town somewhere. Do, do you know what? I, I don't know if you do this right. I actually kind of quite. Well, I I wallow in it. I, I actually enjoy. Oh mate, that feeling. Mate, I enjoy I'm that swimming feeling. In it. Yeah. So yeah. I, I um I, there was a TikTok video and I feel really bad because um I can't remember the guy's name but it's it's a weightlifter who Olympic weightlifter and he lost his wife uh in a in a tragic accident and he he, he one of the promises he'd made to her that he was going to win gold at the Olympics right and the, and the and the Olympics after she passed away he won gold right and it wow, was the wow. the video. It, oh God, man! I've actually, I feel I'm going to start crying talking about it. The, <laughs> if you, the vid, sorry, the, the video. She, he he's struggling to lift the weight. They do, and then it cuts to an animation, and this animation of his wife appearing next to him, like winking at him, and then helping him push the thing up. Wow. I lost it, man, and and I lost it, and I was like, the music, everything about it. I started crying, and then what would happen is I'd start craving that. That feeling. Like I watched it over and I watched it over and over again. I felt so happy for him. I felt obviously not happy enough to remember his name, but I, I felt so happy for him. I, I I just felt so emotionally like connected to that story. I just thought this is so beautiful. I just kept watching that video. And then, I've like, got to sh- like shout you out at this point because you just saying that. Like I've te- I texted you a couple of days ago, and I was like, mate, I just need to ask you something, friend, <laughs> as a friend, like. I feel so emotional. I don't know if I feel like, I just feel like so emotional about everything. Like, and you know, <laughs> you were like, being Ramesh, uh, <laughs> you were like, no, I don't know what you're talking about, <laughs> which freaked me out for about 30 seconds until you text and went, that's just normal. But it is like, I have to say massive thank you for being like checking in like at three in the morning because you've got your pup and seeing if I'm all right and stuff. But it is like, yeah, that emotion feeling, right? And what you're saying, like, there's a video, right? And like, I used to watch this video as a bit of a joke, right? And like, 
it's, uh, do you remember Diamond Dallas Page? Yeah. Like the wrestler. Right? Yeah. <laughs> he set up a yoga school in, um, <laughs> in America, right? Yeah. And he's like very like, and I, we, we've basically been like, we're trying to do like, uh, like a thing about his life. And we're trying to do like, basically like a, a sort of show about him as a person. We're trying to get the rights. Anyway. I didn't, I didn't, I'll be honest with you, I didn't expect this to turn into a plug, but anyway, go on. <laughs> anyway, I started, I started like during the night when I'm doing the night, because I, I quite like the night feeds. I actually quite like being up with her just to tell us. It doesn't, you know. Because you're like, lactating now, aren't you? That's, yeah. the thing we should, that's, that's the other thing we should tell people. I've had, I've had milk glands put into my moves. Yeah. It's... <laughs> Gone out like eight cut sizes. <laughs> Like, oh like, mate, I I remember like I think this is a common thing, but I, I did say this. I, I talked about this ages ago when it happened. When Theo, when I was sat, you're supposed to do skin to skin with your kids, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. When Theo tried to latch onto my breast, <laughs> that's when I realised that maybe. Even my own infant son was going to reinforce my body issues. <laughs> but, but anyway, God, sorry, sorry, you're doing night feeds. Sorry, bro. And, uh, <laughs> shit. And so anyway, so I've watched this this video and uh, so I've watched it loads of times. But it's about him, basically. And it's like, is it like a grift or whatever? It's about him and this war vet that was like, couldn't walk. And basically his yoga has made him now like this amazing, like athlete just through like, you know, I watched it again the other night, you know, just while I was doing some research. And I genuinely was like, just in bits. Like, like it's like someone has literally caught, like, like someone has got inside your body, right? And taken, like, it, like a, a janitor in your heart, right? So say in your heart, right, your heart's made up of many different rooms. As you know, you've got a fucking big part of mine, right? But it's like, because <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm tired, I'm trying to find, so wait, it's like kids in a fucking... 90s fucking movie yeah. who are going through a fucking big house and then they find a floor that they didn't know was there for a door, right? <laughs> they go through and go, oh, look, there's some stairs here. And then, like your heart just opens up to another level, right? And go, oh, fucking that's almost like a whole other house. Yeah. And the actual feeling of like emotion and love and everything else you feel is like, Oh, oh look, at this, look, at, look, at, look at this cupboard over here. If you open this cupboard, it says you're going to cry at Oprah. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> yeah, but also it's interesting. Like, at the same time, in a parallel thing in your brain, something else is opening up a door to fucking f- more fear and anxiety. I'm oh, an anxious, fearful God. person. But oh, the no. fear and anxiety, like genuinely. So I, I was like, I said to Catherine, like, Catherine was like, look, I need sleep. And I'm like, at the moment, I'm like, I'm fine. I'm just going to, I'll battle on until she's 16. And then she'll be going to nightclubs and I still won't be, so whatever. But I'm like, I need to just... I can't, I need to sit here with her and just make sure she's all right. That's good. Like, I'm fine with that. That's cool. We're bottle feeding because of the, you know, she's a surrogate baby. So we're bottle feeding, mm. feeding it, and, you know, and I want to be hands-on. Like, in my head, I know that for the for what our jobs are and what we do, you're away from home and whatever. I'm blessed that she's come at this time. It's Christmas and, like, we've got just the two of us here at the moment. And I'm like, I want to build that bond as strongly as I can. So anything I can be doing is time with her. Like, that's what I want to be doing. So, you know, but the fear, like, of everything, like, genuinely, I was, she was, like, sleeping on me yesterday, and then I was like, oh, my God, I'm hot. She must be hot. Oh, this is it now. Like, she, she's overheating. 
Yeah. Like literally terrified. Your heart starts racing. So oh, what, mate, what I'm saying, you get more hot. Also, yesterday I'd like been up and I had awful BO. And every time I put it in my <laughs> every time I put it in my armpit, she started crying. Then I started freaking out that would that be a, one of her earliest memories of me? That, that no, but I you know what? She'll, she'll start to she'll start to get a positive association with that, and then you'll give you'll give it a really nice you'll give it a really nice experience. Like the next time when she's grown up and she's on the tube and it absolutely fucking stinks of shit, she'll go. Oh, do you know what? This reminds me of my father. <laughs> when she brings home fucking some stinky fucking fella, <laughs> fucking real strong. Why do, keep, why do you keep bringing home smelly bastards? What can I say? I've got daddy <laughs> issues. Yeah, yeah. And my father, um, bless his soul. Uh, <laughs> when I was a baby, yeah, he used to stab at night and he used to always stink of beer and have really bad coffee breath. <laughs> I'm fucking falling in love with the office slob. <laughs> She's going to end what up you... with a PE teacher. <laughs> the, the other thing is, like, I I started right. This is a this is a mad one as well for you. You know, we were talking about the Greatest Showman, yeah, in the last podcast. So I watched that, and then um, I, I had this fucked up dream that she was that she was born because I have a beard. She was born with a beard, right? Like, I had this fucking really intense dream, right? That she was born with a beard. Like, and then and then I'd have to sort of like fucking find some more strength inside me that I don't know if it's there. To sort of like, like number one, it would be not one nice thing to have in common with her, do you know what I mean? Because she's yeah. beautiful like her mother is and whatever. Yeah. But she like like so then what you've got to do, you've got to start looking up, are circuses still a thing? <laughs> We could go out as a double. Is, is it you a know? viable career? You know that, like the father and son in uh, on uh, Britain's Got Talent with the dark, <laughs> the Greek ones with the dance, <laughs> like the fucking great Elbiados. But so when she was born, and I, like, I had my first look at her, the biggest thing I looked at was like, I, I let like literally a bit of me just relaxed. When I mean, I now I know obviously that she wouldn't be born with a beard. If she's going to get a beard, that will come from just <laughs> seventeen or eighteen. Mm. But it's a it, fucking, it's, those irrational fears just are totally normal, and it's so yeah. mad because he's like because whenever I think whenever I obviously you and I are so similar, but when I hear you talk about that. And I think about my fear. I actually think to myself, you know, our poor wives, man, have, having oh. to sort of deal with that. Just sort of, you know, can you imagine if you'd have vocalised that sort of? You got your baby, and you got your baby daughter in your house for the first time. You're just, I'm just so relieved. Why, Tom? Why? Just because she hasn't got a full beard. Just go. What the fuck am I doing? What the fuck am I doing? Bringing up a child with this idiot. That's, that's what, what I'm like. But that's what I'm like, man. Like I um. Every single oh, thing. You know what? No, you know one thing that set me off this week? Like God. genuinely put God. tears in my eyes. Uh, when I was texting you and you said you're about to send your cinema trip with Theo. Yeah. yeah. And that he didn't, he didn't want to go with you. Oh, God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I'm no, no, joking. but I read that text. No, no, and I was like, oh, my God, man. It was such a like, sweet text. But also behind it all, you're like, you're clearly joking. But also there's an element of like, that's got to be like mad, right? Well, I, I let's so, so just to, so what happened was I messaged you saying, um, I'm going to take, I'm taking uh, the two youngers to watch um, Spider Man today. Uh, I'm not taking Theo because he thinks he's too, he wants to watch it with his mates and he's too cool to watch it with his dad. But, and that obviously, saying that to a new parent, you just, you just turn to your, turn to Kat and go, it's all so finite. She'll be off out to college tomorrow or whatever. But to give you a bit of like, to give you a bit of, um, 
a bit of positivity off the back of that. The reason that Theo didn't want to watch it with me is because he'd already gone to, booked to go and see it with his mate. But yeah. he did say to me, Dad, if you can't find anyone to go with, I'd happily watch it again with you. <laughs> so That's so sweet. It's both sweet and also a damning indictment of what he thinks of my social life. <laughs> no, I'm not the fan of Theo <laughs> looking after you. Just turning around to Lisa like that with a cup of coffee going, Christ almighty. I've had to watch Spider-Man again because that twat can't find any friends. <laughs> Do you remember when he tried to breastfeed me? <laughs> Talking about getting emotional, I, 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 get, I got emotional like because I had such a great day with the kids. We, we, went, to, we went to the cinema I bought them. I mean, pick, I, I could get into a rant about what I think about pick and mix in a cinema, but it doesn't Mate, matter. We got please, got them, yeah, got, got yeah, pick and mix. Yeah. Got popcorn. Sat down. I'm explaining how cinema works. Can I but, just also just quickly throw in what you're saying? This, yeah. yeah. Did you not notice right that the fucking cinema popcorn stinks of farts? It's basically you're paying like eight pounds for a fucking someone to sit like and fart into your mouth for a film. I, 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 I'm going to say this. I I don't like I don't like the way they treat popcorn at the cinema. Okay, so when, when, you've when, never when, in your life said anything more. When when we when we were queuing up, right? I'm sort of almost at the queue. This this girl comes over. She opens this kind of plastic sack, and just sort of spills the contents of it like it's trash into the thing. And I'm watching it, thinking I'm about to pay. That's probably about a thousand pounds worth of popcorn here, based on your retail price. <laughs> I'm about to I'm about to walk up there and that thing that you basically fucking discarded into that glass tank I'm about to pay £5.70 for a tiny bag of I mean, what the you, fuck is going on I went to see House of Gucci right and when yeah. you ask for like a mix of popcorn mm. they, they seem to still I and mean, mixed popcorn's been like going for a long long time right yeah. but they still sigh like because they've got to fucking go from from Glass chambers, glass chambers. It, would, mate, it, would, it, would surpri- it surprises me that they don't charge extra for that. You know, because yeah. of the extra labour cost of having to dip into the two sides. Yeah. That, that's how they're operating. I mean, okay, while we're talking about this, all right, I'm not talking about independent cinemas. I'm talking about chain cinemas now. Yeah, right? yeah. I know independent cinemas do a great service and I think you should support them if at all you can. So actually, I'm a bit of a prick for taking my kids to, to a chain, right? You pay so much money to be fucking advertised to. I, I find it absolutely outrageous. Oh, mate, it's disgusting. Like, it's, I'm sort of sitting there going, say, I, I, not... I've paid to have shit sold to me here. This is fucking mate, mad. The thing that fucks me off is, you throw it back to when we were kids, right? You went to the cinema and you had adverts, trailers, right, for other films. And like other films that, like now you can watch a trailer on YouTube. Like me and you are both yeah. film, we love our films. So as soon as something we want to see comes out, bang, we're going to go and watch, right? But I still, I can, I can hand, I like a film trailer trailers, in cinema. Trailers, 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 I like. It's always now to condense that and go, we're going to throw, we were going to show them three film tra- trailers and then we we're going to fucking, we're going to have a Johnny Depp advert. Like, can you imagine what it's like for me? It's because you're basically looking at all the big film stars now are doing these fucking eggy Julia Roberts, whoever, all of them doing these fucking eggy yeah. trailers, right? And you're sitting there getting more and more infuriated, thinking like, like I can watch these fucking things at home. Yeah. And, and mate, the other thing is, I'm like, I've spent 30 quid on snacks for these kids, right? Which I don't begrudge, right? I've bought myself popcorn. I've got myself a large fr- uh, ice drink. I'm not going to lie. I spent most of the money. Would you have to Tango Blast? 
They don't do Tango Blast at the Crawley Cineworld anymore. It's Ice. Yeah, they've stopped. Where did you go? Did you go to, what is it? Crawley Cineworld. Crawley Cineworld. It's a great cinema, that, by the way. It is, it, do you know what? I know that I'll slag it off Chase, but it's a great cinema. As a chain, I think the Crawley Cinema is one of my favourite in the, in the Really? UK. Interesting. Mate, it's, it's a beautifully laid out place. Mm, I do like it. I do like There's it. There's an ambience there. After I've got into a massive fucking... Anyway, um, uh, so you you spent all that money, you sit down, and now I'm being told to buy a fucking Audi. Like, like what is... What is... Honestly, mate, I, I can't... It's, I can't deal with I it. Feel, I feel bad in the Johnny Depp advert when they've got the wolves in it because I've, like... The connotation, like, is that he runs with wolves and I can tell mm. you that as well. Like, I find it really... I find now... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Those bits of it, like I used to turn up early just to watch the trailers. Now I turn up a little bit late. Sometimes I even miss the trailers just to watch because mm. I can't be bothered to watch the I, I, I feel quite cool when I do that. What, when you get in just before the... If you can chart time it, you're yeah. king of the cinema. Because did I tell you about when, when Lisa and I first went out, first started going out together, I took her to go see Kanye West. And um, I, it was at the O2. And she said, she said later on, she didn't say at the time, you trying to get somewhere or desperate to get somewhere on time or early because you're so you're so worried about getting there, you know, after it's all started or too close to the start time. So it's one of the most unattractive things about you. <laughs> like, just because I was just... <laughs> it's such a fucking... You know what, though? I'm the same. I'm so fucking... Like... It's like, she's like, oh, that's cool, Romish. So, we, so we've rushed... So that we can get here one hour before the support act starts. Well, thank God. And so, wolfing, so that, wolfing your fucking food down in Zizi's yeah. in the O2. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. We, we, ain't got, we ain't got time for coffee. Let's move. Come on. I'm, I'm like that with so many things that Catherine's like, just fucking take a moment. Like, yeah. like, 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 even our life now, I realised that there's a part of me like yesterday that was trying to plan out the day with like naps and like, you know, we need to do this, we need to do that. And Catherine went, well, just fucking like, we haven't got anything to do. Let's just chill and we'll enjoy the day. And I'm like, yeah. I need some structure. <laughs> <laughs> it's on some timetable, just to work yeah. out. But the, the thing I was saying is, when I was at the cinema with the, with, with the boys, we watched, the, we watched Spider-Man, which was very good. And then to, I took him to McDonald's. I got him. I, I did think to myself, "This is a fucking great day." Like I, I did think, "This is wicked." Do you know what I mean? Like I, yeah. it was so fun hanging out with them. They were on top form. It was just great. Do you know what I mean? And and I don't think you lose that. I don't think you lose that. And it doesn't did you listen. Have, uh, I, I in? Did you eat in McDonald's? No, no, fuck that. Well, did you? Have, did you have the plant burger yet? I didn't eat anything. I, I, I can't. I can't find this plant burger, mate. I've heard rumours about it. it. I've had it. It's now I've like it. it's like the fucking Loch Ness monster. This week. yeah, but it's like they put it in fucking four stores. It's actually really good. Is it pretty good? Yeah, I've had it. I've, they're, using it's not... be- they're using that Beyond Meat patty, aren't they? Yeah, I, I've got to say the, the the biggest letdown of it. Weirdly, I think there should be a double patty in it. Oh yeah, I think, and also it's like look, I'm fucking I, I I'm a McDonald's fucking I'm the G at McDonald's, right? 
I'm fucking. I've been going a long time. I'm a fucking connoisseur of every McDonald's. I reckon I've been to probably seventy. You're, 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 is it, you're a connoisseur of every McDonald's, bearing in mind they're ident- famously identical. I mean, that's <laughs> that's the whole thing of McDonald's, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but I know is, all the is, tricks. That is, the, know. that is the business yeah. model. Isn't this is it? right. Let me just say right now, right? Yeah, you are ha- you've had your pants pulled down every time you've been to McDonald's. I right. have, and I say that in the most respectful way. Right, I've had my pants pulled down every yeah. time I've been to McDonald's. Yeah, you're like a private detective on his first mission every time you go in there. What? Like you're like James Bond's assistant. But who's the guy who? who play, you know, I Q. can't remember his name. Q. Not even Q. No, you're not, you're not Q. You're basically the guy who will turn around and probably Q's assistant at the moment when it comes to McDonald's. Right. T. Right. Yeah. So you'd be like, yeah, getting teas and stuff for James Bond. You would probably run over and go, "Hi guys, you know, all right," and it's. Uh. <laughs> It's a first impression as a father. <laughs> I've been doing that voice for. Her. You all right? Everything okay? What we got a yeah. mission to uh, to find some sort of. But all right, yeah. Um, right. You know, you know, probably... Do you know what I'm looking forward to? Coming around to your house uh, in years to come and watching your daughter do the impression of me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even thinking you speak like that. Uh, anyway, go. On. Why have I get my pants pulled down? Because there's so many little grifts and so many little tricks. It's like it's like knowing how a computer works, right? So there's different. You can you can add things, take things away. Okay, go on. Do, 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 I, I, you I, can build your own burger essentially, right? Yeah. Okay. I, I got the, the idea. You... I got the idea of what you're getting at about a minute and a half ago. What I want is some fucking detail. What are you talking right. about? So look, it, within McDonald's, right? You have the menu. Yeah. Oh and then they've gosh. got little under, under the counter things and little ways of you making it your own fucking specialised yeah. thing. So this is the same you're thing you're saying again in a different way. <laughs> but you're nervous when you get to the counter or the drive-thru. Your hands are sweaty, yeah? You're sitting there thinking, fucking hell, if I get this wrong, what's going to happen, right? Take your time when you're at that drive-thru, brother. Mm. Uh, yeah. Really. Because cause all the people behind you will thank you. Take your time. <laughs> Switch the car no. off. Have a chat about what you might have. <laughs> no, you sit there and you're like, be cool. And you're like, um, hello, mate. Uh, okay, uh, I'm going to need no gherkins in my Big Mac for my boy. Uh, stick a little bit of bacon in there, extra cheese, and uh, make sure his chips have no salt on them. So you're like, the guy straight away goes, all oh, right, now I'm dealing with a fucking big time at Donald's. Yeah, we've got, we've got an absolute <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> no. <laughs> then you say, this, this, guy, this guy's paying McDonald's prices. Uh, and expecting gourmet service. <laughs> but, mate, the, the, worst type go, of, the worst type of customer, by the way. That's me. When I go into McDonald's, yeah, I yeah. spend You're a, a prick. You're a prick. Because, because <laughs> no, because McDonald's, part, part of the thing of McDonald's is it's cheap. It's so cheap. So when, <laughs> when, it's, when it's that cheap, you have, to, you have to lower your expectations. You're going in there like you're fucking going into one of Tom Kerridge's places. <laughs> mate, you, you do a little lips, Mac. And you look through that and, and you're like, I get excited when I'm like, if I add a little bit of cheese to a McChicken sandwich, mm. that's beautiful, man. Like, and sometimes they'll look at you like you're crazy, but they'll respect you. Let, let, let me tell you something. They're not looking at you like you're crazy. They're looking at you like they hate you because the job is difficult enough as it is without someone turning up and asking for fucking individual specs on their burgers that they're trying to churn out. Wait, but the thing about it, right? Is McDonald's at one point in our lives, Rob, right, were the only fucking people at the fucking poker table. They were sure. winning every game, right? Sure. It was sure. just them and the D. We, we, my mum and dad, once a month, would take us to Streatham 
because that was the nearest McDonald's from us, to Mate. tuck into a treaty, treaty McDonald's meal. We, I, um, I literally, some of my happiest memories as a child are at McDonald's, right? Me too, me too. Right? So when we were kids, you had the dealer. Let's say the dealer is, at poker table is the public, right? And the only person playing in that game against the dealer is McDonald's. You fast forward that a little bit. Burger King entered the mainstream, right? Then all of a sudden you're getting like Honest Burger and these more cool little vibey places. Five guys come in, game changer. Five guys, you probably don't know this, you build your own burger. That's the point of five why are you guys. Saying, why are you saying I probably don't know this? Because <laughs> no, you're a vegan. Sure. Right? Five guys okay. need to step up in that regard, by the way. Yeah, they do, man. Because absolute, the, game is, the game is completely Can, I just want to public... Five guys, sort it out. Do you, know the, do you know the only vegan option at Five Guys? Apart from maybe the chips, I don't even know if they're vegan. Mm. And the drinks. Is you get... They do a veggie burger, which is not even a proper veggie burger. It's like mixed vegetables or whatever. The bun is not vegan. So you have to... Uh, this is what... Je- I looked it up. Um, no, this not what between you have- two bits of lettuce. Yes. Dude, I, like, let me just how say... Can you, like, how, can you, how can you sit there? Imagine me going into Five Guys with you. Yeah. Right? You're sitting there eating whatever. You normally order, what, three burgers, don't you? Two I have, I have, I have a trio of burgers. Right, yeah. So and, you're and sitting there fries. eating your burger smorgasbord. You're looking across at me, sort of just trying to munch my way through two bits of lettuce as the bits of vegetables are falling out the bottom of it. How can I have any dignity in that situation? No, yeah, but you know where you're a step up, though? You're, you're a step up above the kind of fucking prick that you see in fucking Five Guys, queuing up yeah. and going, yeah, can I get a double burger with bacon, cheese, da-da-da, going for everything, and then put it between two bits of lettuce. What the fuck are people you doing? People don't do that, do they? They do, man. They do. I've sat in company with people with my teeth. I can't even eat my Five Guys if I'm looking at someone doing that. Like the grease from the burger and the fucking melted cheese all stuck to two bits of fucking soggy old lettuce. It's genuinely like, and then they, yeah, oh yeah, I'm, I'm staying off carbs. Yeah, because carbs are the problem here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like fucking, you, you're having fucking two burgers with bacon and fucking God, and a fucking big load of chips. When the coroner's looking over you, he's not going to go, well, oh, those fucking burger buns killed him. <laughs> Should have stayed away from the burger buns. They yeah. offer lettuce, you know. <laughs> it's a fucking madness. If so you, anyway, like, so, so so when you go into McDonald's, yeah. I just need to establish. When you go to McDonald's, sorry, th- th- this started about forty minutes ago with you talking about the poker table. So five guys have turned up or whatever. So what happens next? Yeah. So basically, now the game has changed, right? Right, right. Five guys are leading the way in the development of how we order beef burgers. There's no taking that away from. Them. Yes, they need to have yeah. other angles. So McDonald's all of a sudden are in a position, right, that they have to do the same, right? Mm. Mm. So now you can, you can be more free and easy. You can just like basically be more yoga about everything when you go into McDonald's. You can fucking, like before, right, you were like on a fucking river that's fucking running out of control and you're on a fucking life raft and you're fucking shitting yourself because you can't, you've got no control, right? I, I don't know, I don't know what, how you think I approach going to McDonald's. <laughs> right. <laughs> but... But now, all of a sudden, you've got yourself an oar and a little engine on the back of it. And you're like, fucking hell, man. I can row my own way. I can go where I want. And that is what McDonald's can be if you open your mind to it. I just think there's an argument that yeah. it, what you're doing is immoral. Right. Let me because, tell you. Because, no, because people at McDonald's work really hard. I've seen. Oh, and I will shout them. Let me just shout yeah, them all yeah, out. Yeah. Every uh, one of them is a every hero. T- every time if I could you buy go- all of them a Christmas present, I would. Sure. Well, let me tell you this. How about offering them the Christmas present of just buying standard items from the menu? I, I think they'd all appreciate that. 
instead of turning up there and asking for your own modifications. If there was anyone from McDonald's who listens to this podcast, which I truly hope there is, because I would be, it would make my year. Well, actually, that was almost. You've just you yeah. just had a kid, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, I was just that. But a this child. is the thing that this is the thing that would push you over the line. <laughs> What was the best thing of the year I was born, Dad? Well, actually, someone from McDonald's got in touch with the podcast. But you were definitely, you were definitely number two after, obviously, the success of the podcast. <laughs> so number three, actually. Oh, actually, we, we were quite impressed. We well, should found ourselves in a bit of an argument, a bit of a conundrum, and someone got in touch from McDonald's. Actually, as well, that's how we uh, managed to feed you through your schooling. Um, so, so it, look, look, if you if you do work at McDonald's, I would love to know if what Tom, because to my mind. What you're talking about is an unsustainable. I consider that to be a selfish act because if everybody who went to McDonald's, you're relying on other people who go to McDonald's to not do that. Because, yeah, yeah, but no, 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 because, no, no. no because have you been to the touchscreens yet? Have you been to the touchscreens? Yes, I have yet? been. And dude, touch sorry, are you are you you're talking to me like I'm an illegal immigrant? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm talking li- to you like no. a vegan. Like what? I don't like. Look, there's certain things, right? If you told that yeah. like, I would sit here and if you were talking to me about other sort of subjects that I, I, would, I think you're quite learned in, right. right? I would be like, oh, fucking hell. Well, yeah, I'll listen to him, right? But when it comes to McDonald's, I have to think, like, how many times have you been there? How many times have you done the... Because t- I imagine even the boys are like, oh, no, Dad's at the touchscreen. Like, I know Alex it, it, it's actually, It's actually... <laughs> not- it's actually quite close to what happened the other day. Like they're going to be like, oh god, here he goes. Here's a question for you. If I, okay, okay, a genuine question. Yeah. So, nine nuggets. Yeah. You can't get that as a meal, right? You should be able to get nine nuggets. As no, a meal, you no, can't. You can't. Do you get up? I mean, look, this is how my McDonald's order is big. Okay. Talk me through it. I get. I'll go a Big Mac. Yeah, extra but you cheese. don't have it regular, do you? You ask for uh, what? Extra the, the gherkins to be cut in the shape of a rose. <laughs> <laughs> extra gherkins. Extra sauce, uh, and I usually have a bit of extra cheese in it. And sometimes I skip the lettuce. It depends. Do they ever char- do they charge you for this? No, I don't think so. I will so say, you're, not when so you're, you're doing drive, you're paying drive-thru. regular Big Mac prices, but you're getting more food. Mate, when I go through that drive-through, I, I you know it's the one time I feel like I'm a McDonald's mini now. I, don't, I scarcely look at the price, nay, the uh, receipt afterwards. I will be all right. Like, yeah, all right, Jay Z. <laughs> then I'll have a large. I'll have a large meal. Right, usually a Coke Zero with that. I'll then have five uh, chicken strips. Coke Zero, the drink equivalent of the lettuce bun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll then have five crispies. And then you don't I'll want use... any sugar, do you? <laughs> anyway, God. Five, five crispy strips, right? And then I will probably have... What the fuck are crispy strips? The chicken, the chicken strips. Oh, right, okay, right? fine. Right. They're amazing. They're fucking shout them out. Chicken selects is what you, the McDonald's word for them is. Um, and then I usually have like a cheeseburger chaser and an apple pie or a McFlurry. Mm. And that's my that's my average order there. Yeah. Okay. But like, but that doesn't sound like you're getting a lot of that changed up. No, just, yeah, it's your big burger you get changed. Like if I'm having a McChicken sandwich, I'll usually say, look, throw a little bit of bacon in there, my friend, a little bit of cheese um, and crisp that bun up nice. Yeah. I um, What I'm saying to you is I think that's unacceptable. So what would you, so look, you, uh, let me just tell you now, right? When you go and have this plant burger, don't come crying to me, phoning me up, going, "Oh, it's not what I expected it to be." Right? I'm telling you now, brother, you will be fucking clucking for that extra patty, definitely, baby. Okay. Yeah, but what's that got to do with what we're talking about? I'm not going to ask for an extra. Can I have? A, can I have? A, can I get a McPlant burger with an extra burger? <laughs> no, you, well, you could buy two and just stick them together. 
That's true. Yeah. And then you get the juiciness of them. Stick that on TikTok. Ask for extra sauce, though, because they are a little dry, man. They need a little bit of something. All right. Well, look. Do you want to do? Do you want to do? Do you want to do some emails? Yeah. Let's 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 do a couple. I mean, hopefully Lisa's been kind. They're not too emotional. Um. Okay. Oh, by the way, uh, my dad uh, said to, uh, he loves the way you're doing your hair now. Are you winding me up? No, no, serious. Watching The Weakest Link, by the way, with my parents is an absolute fucking like. I watch it as as a fan of the show and as a fan of you, and I really I've enjoyed it. My mum and dad watch it, and you, bear in mind we've got a baby daughter sleep shouting out the answers. My dad's got so into it; he's yelling really? them out like he's there. You're like, all right, fucking chill out. He gets so into it. It's like he's watching football. You forget how like what an amazing show that is. By the yeah. way, let me shout you out what an incredible job you've done on it. But it's like genuinely, you forget how fucking into it you get. You feel like it's so quick as well, right? Yeah. It's, uh, look, one of the things I didn't realize, or, or sort of only occurred to me when I started hosting it, is firstly how quick you get into the quiz. Like yeah. you know, they do their intros and they're quite chilled out at that point. Yeah. And then you go. We'll start with the we'll start with the person who da, 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 let's play let's play weakest link and then you're in and you start and then it's then it's just bang 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 like for the whole way through. I mean it is pretty high pressure. For and them. it's fucking like you forget how savage it is as well. I know, I know. Like to to be voted off first. Yeah, but like, but you know but but do you know what? It's a weird it's a weird thing. So we've done all the shows, we filmed all the shows, and they went really well. And I, you know, everybody was like really excited and happy about it when we did it. But when that first one went out on Saturday, as you know, yeah. I was sort of like, oh god, like because because it, it's because it, it's 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 such a high profile thing. Weakest link coming back. I yeah, just man. the idea of what I was going to see on social media, even though listen, I I think, and we've said this a lot, you've got to disassociate yourself from things you can't control, yeah. and what you can't control is public response to something you do. We've talked about this a lot. You do the best thing you can and just see what happens. Regardless of that, as you know, I was just like, oh, God. I actually went out. I went out to the pub at five. Did you? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, partly, listen, partly it's because of that. Partly it's because I wanted to watch Arsenal Leeds at the pub. Which is is an outstanding performance. But... um... But I thought, mate, genuinely, I'm you know, as a friend and, and... But I thought... I thought the show was brilliant. I think you, you're like a great host of it. I, I really, it's a really, it just feels like a really good thing to have back. And it's so nice to have something that just feels, it's all about the quiz. Yeah. It's like, it's what and happens sometimes. And the host. Yeah, yeah, and the host, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you said some funny th- things. And actually, I thought there was quite a nice, I actually thought a bit of me and the kindness of me is rubbed off on you. You weren't as uh, mean as I thought go. you could sometimes yeah, be. Sure, sure. So, um, yeah. But yeah. I well, thought, thank you yeah. for that. It's uh, you know, never in my wildest dreams did I think that after hosting uh, the weakest link that you would uh, manage to find a way to compliment yourself <laughs> off the back of it. So, well done to you. Um, okay, it's up to me, most baby. <laughs> oh, before we do get onto this, I know we've been quite emotional on this on this episode. I just want to take this opportunity to say, Tom. Go. Congratulations, bro. Thank you, bro. You're going to be such great parents. I love you both. Okay. Thank you. Uh, Thank you for the gifts, by the way. Well done. That's kind of the main reason I said it, because you haven't mentioned that I got you. Well, also, I know that Lisa picked them, because they're perfectly... What is it? Why? No, 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 no. Who picked... Because I'll say now, Catherine's 
in charge of gifts in Emma. Yeah. Lisa is in charge of gifts, but I, I said to her, I'd like to feel this one. And that's why you got that toy. Um, okay. <laughs> that was she got a Spider-Man toy. I was, I was trying to put a button on the end of it. I didn't really. I probably could have done it better than that. Um, okay. Um, this, is, uh, this is from the, the Tui. The Twee? T-U-I. How do you pronounce that? I mean, why are you asking me? Tui. It's Tui's the, um, the airline. Yeah, but I don't think he's, you know, bearing in mind the theme is naming yourself after an animal. I don't think. I always wondered if, if that is an animal. Yeah. But, well, uh, the next email's from Air New Zealand, so maybe you're right. Um, <laughs> oh, actually, speaking of which, this email is actually from New Zealand, coincidentally. Oh, really? um, okay, yeah. I, I just need to look up what this this Tui thing is. Okay, hold on. Hold on one sec, bro. It's a, it's a bird. Is it? It's a little, it's a little New Zealand bird. Um, and I think it's quite synonymous with New Zealand, and I think it might be slightly embarrassing that we didn't know what it was. Um, oh. Okay, this is a note from Wellington NZ. First of all, I wanted to say I love the show. Your stories with girls inspired me to write in and tell you about two times I've been dumped badly. The first one happened when I was 17, having dinner at home with my mum and my girlfriend called and asked if I could go over. I left my dinner and ran to my car. Left my dinner? God. Um, and ran to my car. My mum told me not to be so stupid and finish my dinner, but I thought if I didn't get there straight away, she'd be really upset. Hmm. Anyway, when I got there, she dumped me. As I was driving away, I, I wanted to change uh, from the radio to a CD to help me get over the pain, probably torn by Natalie Imbruglia, was playing on the radio as it seemed all the t- to all the time in 1997, and my ex loved that song. As I was looking for a CD, I drove off the road and into a ditch. So now I had no girlfriend in a car in a ditch. And you were hungry because you abandoned your dinner. Uh, luckily, someone managed to get me out. That, that I don't. I, he hasn't really gone into detail about how he was dumped there, has he? No. Like, he said he said it's a bad dumping. But also, um, I'm waiting for the story to get worse. Feels like. And that's sort of. Is that I, it? Yeah. Well, there's a, he's a there's two examples he's given. So this is the second. Well, the first one, if I'm going to be honest with you, I think the car accident feels worse than the dumping. Yeah. It's and also, like, not having your dinner. Oh, you can't. I'm, how do you even have the willpower to do that? Look, if you are a, as big a loser as me and you, every time I ever get called, if Catherine calls me downstairs now, there'd be a chance I think that she would try to force me. Mate, oh, genuinely, when Lisa says, Lisa occasionally, because I, I get busy at work, she'll go, call me. And I oh, think, mate, okay, yeah, yeah, this, yeah, is yeah. this is it. This is it. Okay. <laughs> I assume she's at the door with the kids. Start Googling fucking yeah. one-bedroom flats on Dupla. Probably, probably taking the puppy. <laughs> Fair play to you. Thank you so much for sticking it out this long, my love. <laughs> so the thought that you wouldn't be going into that kind of battle without a full tummy. Yeah, I would be like, let me finish my dinner before, I get, before I'm made single. And take a pizza around there. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. The second one happened while I was riding my bike. I pulled up to stop at the lights and my girlfriend said how it was great to see me and she'd been meaning to catch up with me. Well, she was at the lights as well. Oh, yeah, I don't. She then I told guess. me how it wasn't working, et cetera, et cetera, and then the lights turned green and she rode off. Hold on, you were both on bikes. Oh, wow. Were you nine? <laughs> I think that really tells you how much I meant to her, the fact she couldn't finish it with me before the lights turned green. In hindsight, they weren't the right girls for me. I should say I'm happily married coming up for 12 years. I wondered if you've ever been dumped in a strange way. Um, I, listen... Tui, I don't think those ways are that bad, really. I mean, you're both on a bike. That second one, you're both on a bike. She's been meaning to catch up with me, suggest to me that you're not seeing each other that much. It's very rare when you're in a relationship with someone that they go, oh, fancy bumping into you. 
It'd be good to catch up and see what you've been up to. That's that doesn't no. that isn't what happens when you're in a relationship with someone, is it? I feel for the guy because the worst way of getting dumped, the worst way, I, I, like I was quite seriously ghosted, and it actually had a oh, real like God. like a real sort of everlasting impact on me as a sort of as a person, even to the point where I was like, I've constantly sort of it's constantly sort of living with it, like like a slowly ghosting as well. Where it's like at first you're like, oh, is this in my imagination that <laughs> this person clearly just want to talk to me or be anywhere near me anymore? To the point where you're like, because what happens when when you like, like when you're getting like ghosted and pushed away is you try to build that bridge more, right? And you're like, you become so fucking clingy and so pathetic, <laughs> like oh, it's so it's so bad. And, and then so you know, bad. like things conspire where you're like, so you're like, they'll say, oh, look, you know. Let's, you know, let's not just see each other for a, for a week or so, you know, da, 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 like, you know, like, I need a bit of space and you're like, okay, cool. And then you sort of like, everyone who makes is like, oh, I saw so-and-so out in town yesterday. They were having a great time in the ice bar. <laughs> and then, and then you bump into them somewhere and it is a bumping in. You don't have any intention that you haven't, you know, you haven't planned it, but you spend the whole time explaining yourself that you didn't mean to be there. You didn't mean to see that. Yeah. And it's like, oh yeah, yeah. Just so you know, it's a complete, yeah, complete coincidence. And, uh, you know, and, but then, oh, man, yeah, you have this awful feeling of, like, the clinginess of it all. Like, being ghosted is by far the worst mm. fucking yeah. thing. I, 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 I had a weird uh, situation when I was, uh, I was going out with a girl at uni. And um, it started to go, um, it started to go badly. I, I'm trying to... I'm, it started to, basically, she started, we stopped hanging out with each other. It's kind of a bit like what Tibby's talking about. We started like, she'd be going out of her mates, I'd be going out of my mates. And, yeah. um, and then every now and then, I, I remember we, tried, we, we went to split up a couple of times and then got back together and blah, blah. Anyway, the, the reason I'm telling this story is, is sometimes when you're in relationships, you're, you, you look at it afterwards and you think, how the fuck did I think that this was that this was an okay relationship? It's so mad, right? Because we weren't yeah. having a good time. We weren't enjoying it. We're arguing loads. But this is the maddest thing. She started going out all the time, right, with a mate of hers. And they started going out with people I didn't know. I didn't think anything of it because I'm just not that, I'm not a particularly jealous bloke, really. Because if anything, it's, it's gratitude is the overwhelming emotion that I feel when I'm in a relationship. But... um. I got I got a phone call, a voice message from somebody I don't know. Oh, right, no. going, mate, just so you know, your girlfriend's cheating on you. Oh. Um, this is how this is how tragic I am. I just ignored it. I mean, I, I just what w- what you're supposed to do in that situation is go go and find your your other half and go. Can you just explain to me what the fuck's going on? Yeah, yeah. And I just went. That's probably <laughs> it's probably fine. It's Mate, probably fine. It's anyway. so tragic as a huge, I like when you say these things. It's just like I was seeing this girl, and I remember like, clear, like I remember her clearly sort of like almost cheating right in front of me with like this guy who's in a cool band, and like being like all over each other, sort of like you know without you know, but you could tell there was, and then trying to sort of like you know get yeah, you know, I've been with her for about four or five months, and sort of like inject myself into the sort of situation by sort of laughing and joking and putting my arm around her and her sort of being like really laughing with this guy and you're like 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 I'm not talking like it's fine she's off chatting but like sort of dancing together with their arms on each other's shoulders sort of like laughing and you're like oh my god like yeah and everyone around you going oh they seem quite friendly and you're like yeah I know what what yeah no no cool it's cool it's 
you know, that you're like, yeah, there's there's an element of like everyone should be free and everyone, whatever, but fucking like literally sort of centimeters away from kissing and sort of like if you had a film camera between those fucking lips kissing would be this big goofy face going, either of you guys want a drink? <laughs> like, uh, um, yeah. Uh, well, look, uh, Tui. Oh, this, but this, this, hold on. Just before we move on from this, what I would say is, you know, when you're a teenager and you split up yeah. with girls or you like a girl that doesn't like you and when you put on music and sort of feel all sad, I love that. Yeah, I, yeah. I look back on that with such nostalgia. You know, heartbreak when you're yeah, young. Yeah. Oh, oh it's mate. fucking beautiful. It's the best, wasn't it? Just listening to music, thinking life is against you. Do you know what I mean? He's sort of looking out the window with the rain hitting the glass. Oh, my God. I love it. <laughs> Literally on loop, just sitting there with a CD playing. Finding it hard to believe we're in heaven and love is all that I need. Are you lying here in my arms? <laughs> Fucking parents banging on the door. A million love songs later. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, mate. I'm going to throw it. I'm going to throw Look, this is... I'm going to throw a little one here, right? You know the one I used to listen to? Go on. Lie awake. It's a quarter past three. (laughs) Tony Rich... Do you remember the Tony Rich project? (laughs) (laughs) Crying all night if I thought you'd hear me. My world is falling down, and nobody knows it but me. <laughs> oh, God. And then obviously, oh, no, then I put on a bit of shy guy. Um, okay. <laughs> Thank you, Tui. Yeah, Great totally. email. And listen, I am. we are both absolutely delighted that you're happily married now, mate. And that's a, what, a, what, a, a, what a lovely lesson uh, for everybody. Uh, that even if you get and done that is, like, that's, And the lesson is this whether it's at lights or in a nightclub and like getting dumped or getting like the old heave is the harshest thing. And, and what, but the right person could well we'll be come out there. Is going to be out there. We'll be yeah, out there for you. Yeah. Okay. You have my insurance. Like, what you workshopping that live on the podcast there. Eh? <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is from the red panda. Wow. I didn't know uh, there's such a thing. They're very rare. I believe oh, I, 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 keep, I keep showing wildlife ignorance on this podcast. Um, hi, uh, Wolf Allen Swan. Thank you for taking the time to read my email. I really need some advice and a pep talk from you. Well, I'll declare myself out. I think Tom's the one to step up for this. Yeah, As the following baby. situation has given me a lot of anxiety, and I think you'll be able to relate. For almost 15 years now, I've been working for charities and organisations that support the local community. I know this sounds rewarding, but during the course of the pandemic, I've been feeling drained, unmotivated and disengaged. The idea of getting through a day of work at 9am sometimes brings me to tears. On the other side of the coin, I've been freelancing as an artist during my evenings and weekends for the last 18 months to take my mind off the apocalypse happening outside. This has been a lifelong passion of mine, and my hobby has actually started to bring in some money. I've been making enough cash and getting regular commissions in the diary that I'm starting to think I could probably quit the job that would be making me miserable and embark on an exciting new career as an artist slash illustrator. Just thinking about that makes me want to cry with joy. Can you tell I'm emotional today, lol? Well, you've come to the right podcast for that. My question to you guys is this. Where do you find the bravery to quit a job that has a regular salary and pays them more? Because in favour of a path that is a lot less predictable. How did you two find the confidence to quit your jobs and go full-time with comedy? Do you have any advice? I'm so grateful to you for such an uplifting and hilarious podcast. It honestly makes my week. Congrats to the Wolf and Cat on their new cub. They must be so proud. Um, much love. The Red Panda. Um, Yo, the Red Panda. 
number one, um, I am literally extending my arm to put it around your shoulder and say you're an incredible human being and thank you for your hard work. And, you know, doing charity work is that, that you do, that's an incredible thing. And uh, in itself, uh, I think that's the thing of people who do all this work, for, do so much work for charity. People, I think, ultimately think it's always going to be rewarding, but I think the hard work and the knockbacks and the stuff that you guys do sometimes goes unnoticed. Um, and uh, so, Shaq, yeah, I think the the biggest thing, no, I had two big things that, really pushed me forward to going into comedy full-time firstly uh everyone around me at the time uh when i was scaffolding no one thought i'd have i'd ever amount to anything and i had so many people telling me that i couldn't do it i sort of had to prove to myself that i could and secondly there's um an amazing book that um billy connolly and uh i think his wife pamela stevenson i think it's pamela stevenson his wife is it Mm -hmm. that's his and uh if I've got a name wrong, I'm sorry, that's sleep deprivation. There's an incredible book where she's and also, in and also not knowing. Yeah. Uh, there's an incredible book that she's done with uh Billy where she's essentially written it with him and interviewed him through the whole thing. And it's it's a brilliant book. But anyway, there's there's a m- bit in that book where Billy Connolly's out and he's doing uh he's basically just started doing um he's playing the ukulele and he's playing gigs and whatever and uh he's doing pretty well with it but he's he's still working at the shipyards and he goes to um he's chatting to one of the uh old boys in the shipyard one day and the old guy turns around and said oh, i your music thing doing and uh billy Collie's like oh yeah it's going all right it's going okay um i might you know next year or the year after i might just go full time with that and the old guy says no you won't you won't do it um because if you always put it off for because next year will become another year another year will become another year and before you know it you're just an old man sitting there looking at a young person who's going to let their dreams fade away and there's a part of that that i really resonated with me because i felt myself that if i didn't give something a try i'd always regret it i like i completely like i hated the job i was doing i was no good at it i fucking i, I felt like i had something else inside me that i, I could i wanted to try and sort of fulfill more in my life I'd, I'd always like from the from the moment i've been at school i'd always been like a loser or i'd never really won anything or done anything and i just always felt like you know i had nothing else to lose because i was always like i say i was a loser so i just thought i'd, I'd try this and what would be the word it'd just be another thing i could chalk up as something i tried and i'd failed at and i think that's that's the thing to always have in the back of your head is that success is all well and good and, and it's an incredible feeling to, to win things or to feel like you, you've you've achieved something. But actually, failure is you'll do all your learning through through trying something and and not it not working out, and then trying and bettering yourself. And that's that's where growing happens. And so go for it, go for it, and and believe in yourself because uh, you got this, you got this. Uh, once again, great great pep talk from the guy that they call the wolf. Um, uh, Red Panda, I would say to you that uh, you just got to go for it. You just got to go for it. I, 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 I when I quit teaching, um, this sounds like I'm about. To, like I'm giving the opposite advice now. When I quit teaching, I quit a bit soon, and I didn't really have any money. It's partly because my dad had passed away, so we're trying to sort that out. But like Tom said, you got to just make the. You just got to take the plunge. And w- when I was a teacher and I went into comedy, I always thought, well, if worse comes to worse. I could go back to teaching. Sadly, I'm at the stage now where I've said so many horrendous things about my teaching career that that's no longer an option to me if this does indeed. What do you uh, think you would do? What do you think you would do now? <laughs> I, don't, 
I don't. I, I, I do sometimes think where this, if and when this goes like tits up, the idea of walking back into a classroom. <laughs> oh my god! Aren't you the guy who used to? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, looks like looks like you were the weakest link, sir. <laughs> yeah, I, I I I can't even imagine the shit you'd get. I just it'd be so weird. You'd have to. What, what I always think you'd have to do a job that when no one sees you. I wouldn't. I, 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 do you know what I'd probably do? I would. Tr- I would go and work in a restaurant or something or a cafe or something like that. Really? Yeah. I could not imagine that. You'd be Why? terrible. At, you'd be Why? awful working in a cafe Why? or a restaurant. Why? Because like you're the loveliest man I know, right? But you're. you're Like, you know what I'd do? And I, it was all I wanted to do as a kid. I'd go and work on the bins. Would you? Yeah. Oh, mate, all day long. Mm. All day long. That's all I wanted to be when I was a kid. Binman. Yeah. Great. But I think, yeah, you know, you're, you're out in the wee hours of the morning. You're doing an incredible job that literally no one ever gives you any, no one ever praises Binman, but they're there. without them, we'd be completely fucked. Yeah. Like the whole, the whole of society would be, be living in sewage and shit if it was a for Binman. Mm. So every time I think you that. You thought all this people, as a kid, did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a strange little boy you were. <laughs> I used to just see them laughing and joking together and think, oh, that looks like fun. Yeah, when you're sitting on your own because your mates have gone out without you, you can often sort of look at and find yourself envious of the bin men because <laughs> they've got friends. I, I, I can relate to that. <laughs> but that would be good. Me and you just on a big old rig. Oh, I'd, love to, I'd love to do that with you. Look That'd at be that. a good old round. Wolf and Al doing the rounds again. Still keep the podcast going. We can do it from the work there. <laughs> Ah, oh, what did we find the other day, Tom? <laughs> oh, that's right. We went round to, to number 33. It was just a bag of our own shit. And what do we always say, Rob? One man's rubbish is another man's treasure. <laughs> See you next time. <laughs> <laughs> right, guys, uh, we've, got to let, we've got to let Tom get back to parenting. So um, it's, it's time to go. Tom, Yo. uh, 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 you've not, you've had, you're sleep deprived. You're very emotional. Are you in a fit state to do this? Because we don't have to do it. Oh, Run. before you do that, though, I do need to say something quickly. Um, merchandise is flying out of uh, Shea Ranga. We have had a couple of supply issues. Uh, we're, like, short on a couple of things. So we're going to get in touch with those people and, and, and let you know the deal with it. You've got an option with that. Sorry, I haven't talked to you about this, Tom. But you can yeah. either... But basically, I'm going to throw in a few extra bits. I've got, like, books and stuff like that that I'm going to throw in to say sorry about the delay to people that are delayed. But stuff is going out. So just... Uh, I'm just mentioning that. We haven't, you haven't been forgotten about. It is coming. And I'll throw a couple of extra bits in there to say sorry about the delay. Uh, the, 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 the swan is working her little tail feathers off to get that out as quickly as she can. So, um, so there you go. Shout out the swan. Shout out the uh, swan for sterling work. Tom, do you feel... Do you feel Okay, I feel ready. Okay. okay, go for it. Go for it. Okay. Yo, how you doing? Wherever you are listening to this, I want you to remember something important. The values of something that looms upon us like a wave. I'm talking about Christmas Day. I'm talking about a time that usually is surrounded by joy and family. And at the moment, for the second year in a row, there is a feeling of... Whew, where are we? Where are we at? Um, what's going to happen? And it's kind of nervous. And it's there's anxiety rolls with this. But I want you to do one thing for me when this day rolls around, when Christmas Day knocks upon your door. Whether you're on your own or whether you're with loved ones or however, I want you to reach out to people. I want you to make sure that you you Zoom and you find some kind of solace and some kind of... Don't suffer in silence is what I'm saying. 
Christmas Day is a very special, and Christmas is a very, very special time. And I think this, this, as it rolls around this time of year again, I actually don't know where I'm going with this. Yeah, it feels like um, it's bit off a little bit more than you could chew here, mate. Yeah, 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 yeah. Politically, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should have just said, "I'm just everyone have a good Christmas." Yeah. What? Well, look, look. But listen, you, ma- you you made an attempt. It was a really good attempt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I'm honest with you, yeah. Like I'm, I'm physically and emotionally drained right now. Okay. Well, look, look. look let's just. Uh... So I have to just say this to everyone who's listened to this podcast over the last twelve months who's been there to everyone who's got in touch over the last week um, with amazing messages and sweet, sweet sentiment. I wish you all a very, very Merry Christmas. You guys are incredible. Thank you for listening. And I shall look forward to being in your ears, your minds and your hearts along the road sometimes. What a a lovely message to give out if this was a solo podcast. So yeah, Romish as well. Just America. <laughs> um, no, seriously, guys, thank you so much for for listening to the podcast. Um, we're not sure when the next step will be out yet, but we're we're looking to do one soon. Thank you so much. Um, take care of yourselves. Have a great Christmas. I know it's all a bit uncertain at the moment, but don't let that get you down. Have a great time. We'll see you next time. Take care. Peace oh, out. And maybe JT play, play a little Tony Rich to play us out. Yeah, sure. The so sad and I just keep thinking about the love that we had and I'm missing you and nobody knows it but me thank you bye 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 if you have a problem opinion feedback or anything at all please email us at wolfalpod at gmail.com. That's wolfalpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, mainly because we don't have any content ideas. Thank you.